Hey, it's Lynn Brown. I'm a speaker, trainer, and coach with the John Maxwell team and a teaching partner with Empowered Living. In the first half of my life, I spent people pleasing. Then in my spare time, I was literally trapped by the opinions of other people. And then to top it all off, I had a broken mindset. Now, the interesting fact about all that is that I had no idea that these limiting beliefs were holding me back. I truly believed that I was getting the results that I was created to get. I mean, I just didn't think there was any change that that was just it. And so I had prepared myself for life that I was just going to kind of come in second the whole way through. And then one day I was on the job when I did this, but I walked to my office, shut the door and I just, I'm a person of faith. And I looked up and I said out loud, you know, God, there's got to be more than this. And it was at that moment that I sat down at my computer and I pulled up an email that I just randomly got. I don't know how I got this email, but it was to become a speaker, trainer, and coach with the John Maxwell team. And at that moment, I knew with all of my heart that I had found my place. And I joined and jumped right in. And I've been drinking from the fire hose for the last seven years. I mean, I'm one of the people that did not even know that you needed a growth plan or that you could become better. I just thought, well, I went to school and I graduated and went to college, got a master's degree. So I thought that was enough. I didn't need to learn anything else. Now I'm just partnering with people who want to become the best versions of themselves to go out and add value to other people. And today is no exception. I'm super excited to introduce to you my friend Krista, who was just going to inspire you through her work just so fascinated. And she has even told me that there's hope for me in this area. So I'm super excited. Krista, welcome to the show. What, what are you most excited about today? Oh my gosh, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm glad to be a part of the mission that you're trying to spread that people have within them the power to change their lives and, and change their mindsets and be a better person to contribute to a better world. Um, I own a music school, a private music school here in Maryland. Um, it's called the Garrett Music Academy, and we teach everything, including voice. So if you can imagine the instrument, we, uh, we teach it. And the important thing that I've learned in my journey as someone who has degrees in psychology and also being a musician and teacher is that music is for everyone. And it's something that's a universal language that can be shared across socioeconomic, across race, across just across language, all of those things, we, we all have the ability to share music within us. And I have found in recent years, really working one-on-one -on -one with clients that there's such a component of mental health to music and how important music is to helping people get through the difficult times like we're living through right now. Um, just in the, what we listen to, um, to what what resonates with us, um, as far as what do we internalize when we're listening to a piece of music? Are we listening to music that uplifts us, or are we listening to music that is creating an anger in us that's going to cause us to make a change somewhere? So it's all in how you're inspired by that environment that you create yourself, and music is a big part of that. So that's, that's something that I've been working on as far as developing, how can we create a system that helps adolescents, men, women, develop coping and 
uh, strategies and mechanisms that can help them through the difficult times through the use of music. Wow, what a powerful tool it is. And, and, and I'm always so fascinated that, you know, I can, I can remember songs from kindergarten and first grade and second grade and third grade. And, you know, of course I'm going and sometimes I'm like, what did I have for lunch yesterday? <laughs> you know, but I mean, I can sing these songs and, and it's, it's kind of how I taught my kids like multiplication facts through music. And, but it, it is so powerful and it is such a great tool. I think so underused. So I'm, I'm glad that you are just a proponent for this and just getting this word out, getting this message out through your work. Yes. It's, it's amazing because I got started in this situation strictly by accident. I had a series of young ladies coming in for, for music lessons and they would spend more of their time. And these were, these were young ladies, like 12, 13, 14. And they were coming in for the piano or voice lessons and they would um, come in and want to talk more during the lesson than they would <laughs> want to do the actual playing. Yeah. And as they became more, and, and I'm realizing more and more as a music teacher, you're a mentor. So if, if you're there for your student, they're going to bring out the best in themselves because they feel and they trust you, which then makes them vulnerable. So they're going to share more of themselves with you, which is going to help them grow as a person. And I found just by talking to these young ladies that they were getting bullied online. They were getting bullied at school. They were getting bullied. You know, they were having trouble at home with their parents. They were having issues with their siblings. They didn't have good friendships that were long lasting. And a lot of these young ladies are now going to that trend of self-cutting. And what I found really powerful about that is you're taking something and you're physically creating a wound that you're going to then turn your attention to, and that's where the pain is coming from instead of the pain that you're dealing with here. You're trying to drive that into a physical pain so that you can ignore the emotional pain. What's so powerful about that situation is that I found that these young ladies, if you hand them a journal, just a simple you know, just a simple journal, and you say, here, can you take how you're feeling right now and put it down in words? Or if you draw, just doodle how you're feeling right now and bring it back to me, just so I can see where your mindset is, what you're, what you're thinking is when you're in these situations. And I found most of the time they would draw pictures or they'd write poetry or they would put down bullet points. And as I'm reading through these, these words, songs started popping into my head. And I started thinking about it. What if we took what they wrote in their, their journals and we turned it into a song and physically took those lyrics that were of their pain and their, their anguish and their anger how can we turn that into something beautiful? So we would make songs. We create lyrics to songs. We come up with melodies. And then at the end of each project, I would say, okay, you can now either um, burn it and release it, record it, you have it as a memory, and let, let go of those emotions, or you can perform it. And it's cathartic to see someone being able to take something and now knowing that these people have gone on to graduate high school, they're now off living their lives, but they still use those journals 
and every once in a while they'll send me little snippets of little songs that they've come up to where they're kind of singing. But but it's really about when you're coming up, so, so to come back around full circle with the songs that you remember when you were younger, those are imprinted because of the memories that those, are, those were created around. So those songs, when you sing them, they're related to something positive that you remember. They may also be a trigger for something negative that you remember, but those are all why we have music recalls because they're all wrapped around a memory of how we learn that song or what that song represents. And that's why we can recall the lyrics and the songs and the melody so many years later is because they're attached to something that had meaning that, that we've been able to keep, keep stored in our brain for all that time. And it's when that emotion or something related to that pops up, that song comes back, back to the forefront. Wow. That's, that's so interesting. And, and even in the line of education, you know, we're, we're most of the things that we're taught that you're, there's no emotion linked to the, to the content. It's just a dump a a content dump. And that's why, you know, we know where we were 9-11. We know where we were. We can, we can bring that up just like that. And, and these kids now will remember the pandemic. They'll remember the day that they had to go home from school or had to leave the playing field with their glove for their senior year and their bat. And they were on the field and they walked off, whatever the thing is. And, um, but wow, I can, you know, that, that makes such sense with the music. It's the same thing. You're right. It's the emotion link with the, with the song or the music or whatever. And so I can see how this would be a, a great positive coping skill for people right now. Like you said, just navigating through the uncertainty of, you know, of where we are. Not that we really were in control March 11th, but it just seems like we were a little bit more in control than we are now. <laughs> Circumstances were more under our everyday control. Now we're getting guidelines and directives and it's trying to navigate all of that and trying to put that in a framework that works for each individual it's hard it's it really is. hard and when, and when you don't you have misinformation or you have different types of information coming at you you don't know which to incorporate what to do it, it can be confusing and particularly for children they're looking to us to set the norm for them they're looking for us to create um some kind of a routine that they can cling to. And I think that's why if you can find, and I would say whether it's music, whether it's sports, whether it's something, find something that you can incorporate into your day as well as your child's day. Make it a non-negotiable. And that's something I've been recommending to a lot of people throughout this whole situation. Come up with a series of non-negotiables that you're willing to put into your day that are going to be what helps you mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. And those are those, those components, work them into your day. Whether it's one thing, two things, five things. I always recommend five to six things, but find something that's a non-negotiable for you that's gonna promote those four things. Do that for yourself. See how your mood, how your mindset, your vibration increases. And then think about how that would do what that would do for a child. So say you have a child that loves dance. Well, you know what? How are you going to incorporate dance into the day? I'm, there are virtual dance classes. Yes, those are out there. But what about just taking um, some music? You know, we all have Alexa. We've got 
Spot, you know, Spotify, all those different streaming services. Turn it on for an hour and let that child dance around. Just get, you know, doing what, pretend to do ballet, pretend being the butterfly, pretend doing whatever they want. Give them that because that's a non-negotiable for them. And that's bringing that joy back into their lives. Then they have a dance class once a week or twice a week. That's great. But what can you do in the daily basis to bring that love of dance into their day? Same thing with music. For my girls, they love to sing. So we, while they're in the house, I'll turn on music and they will sing. And I get all different kinds of genres and they sing to their heart's content. And that, that's getting them motivated, but it gets them, it gets them in that mindset. For my son, it's tumbling and doing kind of ninja moves. So he's in a virtual ninja class. So it's just, what can you create in your day for yourself and for your family that are non-negotiables that can help you navigate this system in a way that will feed you emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically? Wow, that is that is such great wisdom and, and it's so true. Just systems are important and systems bring, you know, they, they bring certainty, even in the uncertainty. And I'm a huge, you know, proponent of, of just the daily gratitude. It's just my jam. I've done it for five years and it has totally, you know, annihilated the, the shame and guilt for my life. And so I am constantly giving people the challenge. You want to take the 30 day challenge? And most people say, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, following through every day is, is creating that new habit is, you know, you have to be intentional about it, just like with anything, but it is a non-negotiable for me. And so today I'm grateful for, for you giving us your time and being, being on our podcast with us. Tell us, um, how can people connect with you, Krista? Well, there's two ways to do it. If you're interested in anything with music-related uh, music lessons, you can reach us on our website, which is GarrettMusicAcademy.com. You can also reach out to us by email. Uh, it's info at GarrettMusicAcademy.com. Um, if you're interested in the mental health aspects of, of what I'm doing, uh, you can go to my website, and it's imflossom.me. And you can also reach out to me through there, and my email through that is krista at imflossom.me. Um, we have some programs that we're getting ready to roll out for the fall. We have a six-week mental health program that I'm developing and about to roll out. I think it's September 4th is our first day. Um, and that's geared more towards moms, working moms, and stay-at-home homeschooling moms now. Um, and then we're going to roll out after that a 12-week course. Um, and it's, it's going to be, you know, getting together 90 minutes a week, virtually journaling, doing gratitudes. Gratitudes are huge. I do them every day. I do 10 gratitudes a day. Awesome. Um, journaling and all of those things, breathing techniques, things like that, that are all incorporated in music. So if you're interested in any of that, head over to the website or email me. And again, I do 30-minute free consultations. So if anybody just wants to vent or talk, email me. I'll talk to you. <laughs> oh, wow. How awesome. Thank you so much. And, you know, as we wrap up, uh, when you when you hear the word gritty, G for gratitude, R, resilience, the I is for live an inspired life. The two T's are think tough and Y is you do you. Which part of gritty resonates with you the most? Um, you do you. You do you. You are the best. You can only be the best version of yourself. Accept who you are, where you are at this moment. 
accept your flaws, accept your, your, you know, your limitations, but know that each day you're getting a little further. But just accept that about yourself and love yourself. Love yourself who you are, where you are right now. Wow. That is awesome. I love that. And I love your, your I am flossom. I think that is the coolest thing. Um, I just, I just love it. I love your whole, your whole approach and your outlook. And I certainly know that you're making a difference in the lives of people everywhere. So thanks again for being on the show today. We look forward to um, connecting with you in the future. So go sing. I'm going to turn my music on. Yes. Go dance. All right. Take care. You have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you.